welcome to another week of it's just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeves so what's good y'all i've been on a break for two weeks it's been a long time and i'm gonna catch you up with everything that i've been doing today i have friend of the show jamar on he's also my co-host one third of the third chamber podcast say yes, hey yes, jamar yes sorry mika i cut you right off before saying hey uh, <laughs> I guess in this case, before it turns 12, good morning. Good morning. What it do. So, Jamar, what you been up to since the last time you've been on? Last time I had you and Chris on. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. The last, because the last time we were on, it was a while ago. It was like, like mid, mid last year. Something like that. Yeah, come on, yeah. so. Um, a, a lot has changed, honestly. Um, I'm fun employed. <laughs> so, what that looks like is... Um, you know, I, I hit a I hit a very interesting patch in life where I was looking kind of at my job and I'd been preparing for this since like I'll say this from like since December 2018. That's like when my breaking point was when I realized I wasn't really getting any growth. I wasn't there was there was no growth in my role. And since then, I just kind of said to myself, I was like, either I'm going to figure out either I'm going to move out because you know, a new job offer comes about or I'm going to leave. And funny enough, I have been contemplating the thought of leaving because I work, I work in local, I worked in local government. Right. So I went from one department to another. And so when my five years came up in the first department I was working in, I, I it was either I was going to get a new job or I was going to leave. And funny enough, the, I ended up getting a new job the month, the, the one month prior to when I was going to leave. So now here, it didn't work like that. Um, and that's okay. Because um, honestly, sometimes, and I learned this, you know, as pastor reminded me, reminded us of this in church today, is like purpose is uncomfortable. You know yeah. what I mean? So I found like this role didn't really serve me anymore. I, I, I'd given everything that I could. I gave, I feel like I gave a lot um, to do this. And we've, we've done some really successful things with the program that I was working up under currently. But so it just didn't really serve anymore. Like I couldn't do anything else with this. And it was blocking a number. It was blocking my own professional path. So, so uh, March 31st is my last day. Um, and then now, you know, also what's kind of changed is like, you know, my realigning myself spiritually. That's been that's been something I've been really going, I've been going to church now since I want to say November 29th or something like that. Yeah. So been a few going months. to church, got a new therapist, um, lost, I, I feel like, I think last time I got, you know, I've been, I lost, I think an additional like 20 pounds, you know, yeah. good 20 pounds, good weight, good weight loss though. Like nothing strenuous or stressful or anything like that. Um, and so now, you know, I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm fun employed. I'm kind of, creating my own schedule without the barriers of yeah. the role that I mean my, my role and making my I mean essentially my role was like my primary thing and everything else was secondary and I had to let that go yeah and I think it's uh you know um uh, we're gonna get into you know your healing journey later and for the thought of the week but I think it's cool um and it's brave to step out and just kind of like give yourself a moment to you know, obviously decompress from, you know, the strenuous job that you had, and then just kind of like give yourself time to walk through the life pivot and kind of see what exactly, I tell myself sometimes you have this moment where it's like, what do I want to be when I grow up? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like that's kind of what you're having. Right. But but in a good way, though, like you actually are taking time to intentionally think about um, your next moves and not with the stress of still working a job like, you know, um, I talked a little bit on my show, I think last time uh, how I'm doing a life pivot and my pivot has been going on for a while, but it's been a slow pivot because you know, I still work, um, you know, my kid is in college, like, we know, I have so many responsibilities that I can't not do these responsibilities. But at the same time, I still have to, you know, now I've been um, choosing myself a lot more where like, I'm focusing on myself and what I have going on and like being more intentional to get it going, you know, because before um, I know for you, you've been talking about your job for actually a few years now, like quite some time, you know, just you've been yeah. unhappy and just all of that. And so it was kind of slow pivot for you. But I think then all of a sudden, when you kind of had this breakthrough, it was boom, you know, like you really was like, okay, I'm gonna do this shit. And I told you, I'm like, I think it's amazing. Because I, if I if I could, like, while I'm going through my license program to get my, um, my therapy license, like if I could not work, and just that be my complete focus and put all of my energy in that. I would love that. But unfortunately, like, you know, yeah. I can't, but I'm, st- I'm still thinking about how I can figure out um, how I'm going to figure out my work-life balance and yeah. to where I'm not like stressed out completely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I think what you're doing and what you have going on is the start of something. And I think you're really going to find um, yourself more throughout the process. Um, yeah. So I think it's cool, but we're going to get more into everything here in a little bit. I wanted to kind of catch everybody up to what I've been doing. So let's see, I was gone for two weeks. Um, I didn't record before I left. And then I was in Dallas, Texas for um, a week um, for a friend of the show, Kelly's wedding. Uh, it was such a good time. I will say I came back so refreshed. Like y'all, before I left to go to Texas, a girl was feeling like she was already getting burnt out from just life. I was telling y'all that when we were recording. And um, so it was, so the first couple of days we were there, you know, cause everybody was kind of busy doing stuff for the wedding and all that. I was actually able to just chill. Like, I mean, I brought my book, I brought my switch. Like I hadn't, I never really have time to just sit and just be and like get into a game for like, you know, an hour or two. And so we spent a lot of time in the hotel of just laying around and relaxing. I watched a lot of basketball, which I love. Um, but it was just nice to just have a break. No, like I really didn't even talk to many people really. I just kind of just spent at least two days decompressing. I got some uh Texas barbecues my first time. I have been in Houston, but it's my first time in Dallas. And it and that shit slapped. And so um I was really excited about that. Um, let's see. And when we finally got to the wedding, which was on Friday. It was just beautiful. I think Damon and Kelly has a beautiful love story. Um, do you remember Kelly and Auntie? Yes, actually. Funny enough, and she probably won't remember me because I was like, just like, you know, when we were at Chris's, at, at uh, Emma's birthday yesterday, uh, Ken's sister didn't even recognize me. And she's, she's got a, her and I have a friend, a friend in common named Darian Wigfall. And because they're from St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah. I met I met her through him when she was working at the cafeteria. Calf Kelly, that's yeah. right. Um, I guess everybody know Kelly from the calf, but her and Damon had started dating at Auntie a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And long story short, they split. You know, kind of life, probably just timing, immaturity, probably somewhere up in there. Yeah. And then they, you know, they both um, got married to someone else. 
And then um, years and years and years pass, you know, they kind of were going through the outs of their marriages. They crossed paths and then they, you know, reignited the whole thing. And that's how they came into this. So it was actually really cool. It's a, it's a really cool testament of just sometimes if you, um, of one timing, because I do think timing is important. And two, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, come back, you know, um, so that was kind of like what rang true the whole wedding. And so it was really nice. And then the next day, which is Saturday, um, we all got up, we went to this hip hop brunch, which was crazy. <laughs> People Listen, like twerking on the fucking table. Texas, so I was like, yo, Texas will do that. Like it was crazy. I, we had to do I, me and a couple of homeboys were in Houston uh, a few years ago. And something like that happened. Like we were just at brunch, and next thing you know, it was just a full-on, like, yeah, movement there. I, I mean, mean, it's twerking it was, all in the aisles. It's, yeah. it, it was just a lot going on. But it was so much fun, though. Like food was it, good too. Food was good. Oh yeah, but it was hot as hell. Like I was surprised, like because it was kind of cool earlier in the week, and then that Saturday it was like it was like ninety degrees. So, so I was like, New okay, Year's. it was hot. And I can't really describe the heat either. It wasn't really necessarily dry. It wasn't really humid either. It was just hot. Yeah. That, it wasn't like that, that North that, Carolina heat. That's Texas, though. Heat. Like, yeah. you know, you're not too far from, yeah, the dry heat. That's that's Arizona for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we did that. And then I went to this place called Concrete Cowboys. Mm. And um, where we ate and drank. I drank a lot that day. Uh, so I went to brunch, walked up to the Concrete Cowboys, and it overlooks the Cowboys training facility. Oh, yeah, and I did see that. That yeah, was pretty that. cool. That was pretty cool. I was like, uh, I wanted to, uh, if I found out late that, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I, I always wanted to go to their stadium, the new one. Mm-hmm. And so um, for like $37, you could have taken a tour around the stadium. So I told Kelly, I'm like, next time I come, that's going to be something I want to do because their stadium is beautiful and I would love to take a tour. I, I told totally, Chris. totally would love that. Yeah, when Chris told me, I, I said I seen it, and Chris let me, you know, share with me that you have been there too. I said, I said, dog, I said you got to watch Hard Knocks. I said they have a hospital there at the training facility. Yes. Oh, I believe it. See, yes. the reason why we didn't get to really get in depth with everything because they had this big ass chilling comp- competition. So it was so many damn cheerleaders and just craziness going on out there. I mean, we the, couldn't the, get into the facility. Jerry got to yeah. find a way to get that, get that, get that, uh, get that money back. Listen, <laughs> he's gonna have everything there. What? Why Jerry out here not trying to claim that, claim that child and pay millions in child support? But anyway, because he's not trying to pay millions in child support. He trying. To I think he already did. I he think can. he tried to pay the woman off. Oh, oh. Mm. Come to find, it came out that he paid like paid her millions of dollars. I don't know if it was like a hush money or what, but that was probably crazy. Because ain't the oh, daughter man. grown now? Yeah, probably so. So he wouldn't owe her any money, right? I mean, if it's her, if, if it is his, back child support. Oh, shit. Oh, God. That's yeah. crazy. I got to, we didn't talk about it on 13 pot. I need to, I need to look that up more because I've been like looking at all this stuff coming out and I'm like, why don't you just take a paternity test and just be done with it? If it's not you your kid, why don't you just take a test? Lose. Probably. It seems like, it seems like it. Yeah. Um. So when I got back, I felt really refreshed from, uh, from Dallas. And um. so it's been nice. I, I've been back a week. Um. I will say, uh, I, I've been talking about this for a few months now, but uh, you bear with me because it's coming. Um, I will be doing a rebrand soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. You're going to see that. You're going to see the logo change and everything. Um, and then the book club. I talked about this two weeks ago. I'm going to start pubbing it this week. Don't forget that if you want to be a part of the book club, the first book is Greenwich Park, 
I'm going to put it on the IG and the Twitter and, um, and show and show you. And I'm also going to put out a meet and greet. That's going to be the first meeting where we just, you know, I get everybody emails and, uh, we do a zoom call, catch up, talk. And then the next meeting would be, um, I think I'm probably going to do it where we maybe meet, discuss the book all the way to the halfway point. And then we meet again, we discuss the book from the halfway point to the end. And so every book would be like two meetings per book. That's what I'm thinking to kind of stretch it out. Cause I know everybody don't, I read diligently, but everybody take them a little while to read. So I think I'm gonna do it that way, but I will start pubbing that this week. You're going to, you're going to definitely see that this week. Please email me at ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. Email me your email and I'll put you on the, the listserv for the book club. So you'll get the announcements for that. But just be on the lookout on my social medias too, because you'll see it there too. And I'm really, really excited about doing that. Um, I'm putting it off for a little while, but uh, that's actually definitely something that's going to happen. So definitely do that. And before we roll into the mantra today, let me just remind you that um, definitely rate the show. You can now rate and leave reviews on Spotify. Definitely rate it on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're, I think we're over 20,000 listeners now. I haven't, I didn't put that on my thing, but on my Instagram, but continue to do that because that helps with monetization. So definitely review and rate the show. Um, I definitely need that. And don't forget to follow the show. You can find me on social media. My Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And my Twitter is IJMT podcast. Uh, if you ever want to be part of the show or you want to reach out about the book club, don't forget to email me at ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. So let's just roll into the mantra of the day. And we're not going to have a deep dive today because I want to take time to really have an intimate conversation with Jamar in regards to his healing journey. So we're going to go into the mantra day. Then we're going to roll into the thought of the week. Today's mantra is I am giving unconditionally and receiving abundantly. I like this mantra because I think sometimes it re- this mantra reminded me a lot of myself. And these are things that I had to remind myself. Um, I was very much a giver, not the best taker, um, where I wanted to receive love in whatever form it came in. And so that was something I had to work during my healing journey to let down some of my walls to where I allowed myself to receive abundantly. And that's something that I still work on but it's something that I embrace. Um, and so I encourage that for everyone. Um, all right. So for the thought of the week today, we are going to discuss, um, I talk a lot about my healing journey. What brought me to starting this show was part of my healing journey and just sharing my experience through healing and therapy and, and, you know, all the things that kind of the hurt, the trauma, you know, I talk about so many different things that kind of got me to this point. Um, and I always told myself that, you know, my purpose is if I reach one person and it made them think about themselves in an inward approach, then I feel like, you know, I did something right on my podcast. And I've obviously reached so many people and I've got so much feedback. Um, it's actually been a blessing to just kind of just share my experience. And so, um, I wanted Jamar to come on today because me and him talk outside of the show and we talk intimately about, you know, his journey and I try to be encouraging to him and it's not always a, uh, the easiest thing in the world to unlearn and relearn and unpack and go through your healing journey. And so I wanted him to just share his experience. So let's just roll into the 
thought of the week. All right. So today we have Jamar on friend of the show. And Jamar, I want to start with um, what made you, I know earlier you talked about how you kind of had a shift and what made you really want to start um, your healing journey and kind of stay in line with the, your journey? I think the, I found the, the best way to kind of describe this was like, this quote that my, I've been, I've been reusing it a lot, but my mom, I've been reusing it so much that it's, it's, it's like as if my mom may have shared this with me like for years, but she literally only shared, shared this with me like a couple weeks ago. And it was like, you know, you're going to have a lot of acorns thrown at you until an oak tree falls on you. And I've been having a lot of acorns thrown at me and then an oak tree fell on me. And, you know, I just had to, I felt in me, because initially there were some things, I, I, I realized that there were some things that I, like when I started kind of, and I'll say this, when I started in college, like there was, there were some things, there were some things I was looking to strive for, like as a person, you know, um, you know, looking for companionship, but also looking for like marriage and things like that, right? right. Um, also looking to, but also wanting to be the, the person that my mom instilled you know having those uh views those uh the foundation a little bit where my mom instilled in me as far as being like a good person right and i i know that there was like a shift you know thinking back thinking back there was like a shift in how i changed that you know probably like 10 years ago and i shifted completely away from that because of some hurt <clears throat> and then over time, as things began to go, you know, as, as I just kind of flowed through life, I just kind of breezed through it at that point. After that, I just like, oh, I'm just kind of going as, you know, going where the wind goes. Right. And I'll just adjust on the fly. And I had reached the point where a tree fell on me, an oak tree fell on me, metaphorically speaking. And I said, I got tired of it. Like, yeah. I got. And so I just got tired of part of me got tired of like suppressing um, some feel, suppressing feelings um being confused honestly being confused on how to express those feelings you know being very being so focused on worrying how those feelings are taken versus um just expressing them um and expressing them and also expressing them in a very in a, in a way that is it's does it identifying what that's coming where that's coming from where that's coming from before i express it so it's like for instance like I have a tendency, ha I've had a tendency of showcasing anger a lot um, rather than just saying, hey, I'm angry. Yeah. Or hurt. I'm feeling angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Or I'm hurt. I'm yeah. hurt. And it's made me angry. Yeah. And so instead of just saying like, instead of just saying, hey, I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'll lash out. I would yell um, or I would suppress depending on the person. Right. Um, so that was something that was really kind of bothering me a bit. And then another thing was there are some real, some, some things when it came to it after a while, like for instance, like I mentioned the whole thing, I mentioned, you know, when I started college, I was looking for, you know, looking for a mate and wanted to, I was wanting to be a monogamous, a serial monogamous. Like that was my intention, you know, until I found, till I found someone for me, you know, and to do, to, to, to be married to. Um, so 
when my first attempt, I guess you could say, I mean, I had dated and my first attempt when I began to have those feelings and I thought I saw it in that person and the next thing you know, it just didn't work. I was like, oh, this don't work. So I'm just going to go ahead and do the opposite. And I just felt like over time, not, and I won't say it got old. I just, it, I realized it, it wasn't what I was going for initially. And I had completely shifted away from that. Now, part of that was like, but over that time also, I started having developing, I started developing those doubts and those feelings of like, you know, when they, when they would resurface, they would come back in my head every once, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, would I be, would I be a good partner? Would I be a good parent? Um, then I started looking at the foundation of like my parents and, you know, my mom and my stepdad had two conflicting parenting styles. This is something I identified with. This is like, they have two conflicting parenting styles. So like, I really wanted to kind of sit in, but I also, I wanted to sit in on my, you know, my mom's parenting style, but I know that was, her style was based on me, Jamar. <laughs> you know, it's not based on like her, how my sister, how my mom parents me and how my mom parented my sister, two different styles, but still, um, thankfully they still resonated, you know, it resonated with me and my mom's style, how she handles my sister resonated with her. So that's just, just as a, this is an example over time. I was I, I began to tell myself and say to myself, like, nah, you're you're you'll be okay. Like, I think it's like I began to kind of instill some of that confidence in myself, like just as this year, honestly, of saying, I'll be okay, I'll be fine, I'll be, I can do this. And right. I'm not I'm not equipped with everything, but I, I know me, I'm not going to seek for what's right. I'm gonna seek for the truth. And if what I'm saying, I'm not saying what I'm doing is right. I'm going to seek the truth in this regard. I'm just going to go, I'll go off of the truth, but yeah, I, I said good. a lot, but I hope I said enough. No, no, sense. no. That's good. I mean, honestly, that's how it starts. This is how healing journey starts. When you truly, truly are going to get what you need from me. You can always, I feel like when I talk to people, I can always tell a difference between somebody that the shit ain't going to work and somebody that it's going to work. Like, um, let's see, I think last year at the beginning of last year, you had a different therapist and I don't really think yeah. y'all really connected, or it could have been that. I don't think that you fully was ready yet. And obviously that tree hadn't really fallen on you yet to where it kind of, you know, so, and you tell me if I'm wrong in regards to that, but you know, I know you, this, this therapy session that you're having this journey, you having this is actually the real one. You know, I feel, I actually see, I personally see a difference in you completely, um, opposed to when you went last time. So what do you think was the differences between, was it timing or what do you think it was from when you, when you were going last year to post the end of it last year? I, I think, okay. So, you know, one thing I noticed for myself, my first therapist, this is nothing against my, ther my former therapist. Um, I mean, and you're right. There's part of this is like how I approached it. Like I was trying to be strategic in my therapy session. Right. So more so, more so than not, I'm seeking, I'm seeking guidance and I'm seeking, but I'm seeking affirmation. Right. Um, but I will say there's a bit of a difference in this one because of the method that my current therapist uses called internal family systems. And so it really kind of hones in, you know, we, we, we are, you know, how we go, how we operate and how we think and how we, how we make, make decisions are all based off of, our experiences in life, right? We yeah. all know that. So like you said, like some of those things related to, you know, some of those things related to trauma are going to impact our decisions. We're going to try our best to avoid those traumas, 
avoid the trauma, avoid the trauma and make the best decision. But the problem is we're still not addressing the trauma. We're still avoiding that. Right. Yeah. So that was one thing that like my therapist, my former therapist, we, we would discuss these things. He laid, he gave, a, he gave me an opportunity. It was really just me kind of just like venting. Like I remember I would come out, I would come out of my therapy sessions feeling so light with my former therapist. So it still worked. It still was effective. But what I will say, and he gave me homework too, but what I will say is that, that this is, this is a, a bit more challenging because it's helped. Like she's like my kid, my therapist, uh, uh, Belinda Haverdeal, she is asking me, like, she's asking me questions related to like some of these things that I'm, that I've experienced. Like, was like, there's one, there's an example. I mean, there's numerous examples, but there's like an example of like, when I was telling her, I said, I would always approach things tactfully to try and guess someone's, um, response to them so she was like so where did that come from can you think of an experience an earlier experience of where that came from protection and i said huh protecting yourself oh not even that not just that part but it was really about for me trying to make sure that i had the best response to them once they responded right you know what i mean so it was like making sure it's like it's it's pre- preparation. Right. And sometimes like like she would just she just let me know like she's like you can't do that. Like you you you're like you're you're going to throw yourself into a complete worry around this. Like I mean even down to like we like me and me and my former therapist we didn't talk about like my familial stuff. You know, my my therapist was more like relationship stuff. Um, Because that's what I went to my therapist for in the beginning, in the first place. Um, And, you know, by the time I got to it, I was like, "Hmm, I think I'm I think I'm ready for a relationship. So I said it to my therapist. My therapist gave me my former therapist gave me some homework on how on, you know, what I was looking for in a person. You know what I mean? But my current therapist, I stated this with her back in February that uh you know this is what my homework was for my former therapist and she was like so did you assess any of those internal things before making that move and she was I was just like no I said obviously I said (laughs) I said I had not uh you know I didn't think about that um and of course this is not like a you know it's not an it's not it's not an indictment on me you know but it's 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 just a difference in styles and i like her style because it really helps me unpack i like i don't first of all i had to go in this knowing that this is going to be uncomfortable as hell (laughs) this is going to be really uncomfortable um and i'm going to have to learn but like my part of this was like i had difficulty having uncomfortable conversations so if i can't have uncomfortable if i can't have uncomfortable conversations with myself how can i have uncomfortable conversations with people and so a lot of things i spent avoiding yeah. a lot yeah and you know and you said a lot of key things in that um when I first started going to therapy I started going to therapy through couple therapy so I didn't I hadn't even done any individual work until I started going to therapy as a couple and I was and then my my therapist was like uh 
both of y'all probably need to go to individual therapy. Mm-hmm. And I met back with her by myself before I had got my, we split apart. I got my own therapy, just conflict interest, but we met again and I, and then we just talked and I literally just sat there and I just cried, yeah. you know? And a few times I was like, I'm not the biggest crier in the world. Like now I feel like I can, I feel like I put on for the city now, you know, I can, I can <laughs> let these tears flow. But at the time, I wasn't a crier, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't really uh, demonstrative of my emotions. And, um, and so, you know, when it started, um, I like, like how kind of with you, like you went in on for a relationship and then with this new one, you're kind of going in towards healing. It's a difference. Mm -hmm. And people need to realize that like, it's a complete difference when you go on a true healing journey. And a lot of times people quit because the shit is difficult. You know, it's been plenty of times me and you've talked and I've been like, just just stick stick with it because once you get through the hard shit the unpacking talking about your childhood talking about you know past hurts and things like that and trauma you know once you really heal from that and you get to the other side I mean you feel so much freer like I think for me it it changed me so much as a person because like I don't give a fuck about what no one say about me. Like, I, I mean, I care about me being like how I present to the world as a good person, but like, I don't care about, you know, material items and mm. trying to keep up with the Joneses. And like, like I live a very simple life, but it's a simple life that I truly really enjoy. Mm. Like I love reading a book. I love, you know, maybe getting a little video game and scrolling away. And for some people it's probably, my life is probably really boring, mm. but for me, I, I love the fact that I can sink into myself and be like, this is who I am. And I really enjoy being that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm content because for so long, honestly, Jamar, you know, I would have attention from people and this and that. And my ego was stupid, especially in my twenties, my ego was ridiculous, you know, cause I'm getting so much attention, but I was not happy, mm-hmm. you know? And when you actually sit and look at yourself and be like, you're unhappy, you know, to the point of everybody probably thought that I, I'm always laughing, joking, having a good time. And in, in my insides, I was all fucked up, you know, just all mm. completely, just completely unhappy. And that's what drives me every day when I talk about my journey and just talking about with you. It's like you want to get to a place to where you are happy mm-hmm. all, all the way around because <clears throat> it's going to be infectious to other people. And once you get into a relationship, you know, you'll be ready, you know, yeah. because your insides is going to be, you know, healed, you know? Yeah. And, and you know what, though, I'll say this, like, you know, we, we you, myself and Chris, we've all talked about, like, for instance, I'll th- throw in that, the example around like dating, right? You know, for me, in that turn, in that time frame, when I was not dating, you know, that time frame, when I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't looking for anything serious. I, I you know, I, I say it all the time. I said it wasn't, it wasn't an issue for me, but that's also because I wasn't looking for anything serious. Like on the other end now, I can see, I do see how it could be difficult for those who are seeking something serious. You know what I mean? So I'll say like, even then it gave me what I, it gave me what I was looking for. However, like when you pivot, because like, I'll say this, like part of, part of this year, has been it was like it's basically like an oh like oh damn moment like the you know the person this person was really pouring into me what I was really 
looking for this entire time. And I didn't, I, I, I was so, I was so inundated with my own things, like my own shit, like with work and how I just wasn't so happy. Um, and I didn't see it. Like, I, I'll, I'll say this, I say this, my, you know, my quote to myself is like, uh, what was that? Uh, my consciousness was her common sense. Like, I just didn't, it just wasn't something for me. It wasn't something I was receiving. And part of me, like I spent, you know, you want to talk about crying. I spent half of February crying. Like, so, but by the end of February, like I was able to really have those avenues to really get those out, get, get, get what I was feeling out and get what I was truly feeling out to say that. And, you know, I, I found, I found such a feeling for, for music again, which is, which is, I mean, I love, I mean, we're all audiophiles in this regard. Like I, I, I think we find therapy, something we, start, we find catharsis in music. I do. I truly do. Um, and, you know, I, if I can't, I, that's what I've learned now for myself. And if I need to, if I need to get something out, like I'm going to get it out through music. Like I'm going to either listen to it, I'll post it. And I don't have a feeling of like a worry or a care of like what a person may think about this. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is, this is a this might be a heavy song for some, and yeah, this is what I'm feeling right now. Like yeah. that's just that's just where I'm at. But it, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's been a it's been a wonderful process, honestly. Like I saw this quote from Kobe Bryant, um, and he was talking about like a workout that he had basically signed up for during the summer that he's going to do. But he was, you know, the, the metaphor that you can just translate transition. I mean, translate over is like. He's like, I signed a contract for myself and all the details are non-negotiable. Like you can talk yourself out of these things, but at the end of the day, is it going to help you if you leave? No, it's not. So that's what I say to myself continuously about this. Like in some form of words, like I signed a contract for myself. Like this, I, I chose this because I, I know what I would love for the outcome to be. Not, not just because of who I hurt or who was affected by it, but this is what the, this is the person I was seeking to be in the first place. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened. I ended up hurting somebody in the process. Right. Right. Um, do you think that I know you've been, you know, a little emotional, um, past couple months, but do you feel like, um, I personally feel like it's because you're allowing yourself to feel your feels, but do you think it's been a time that you've done that before? Cause I never know you to be, like that so is this your is this your first time or are you just oh no 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 it's not my first time like I of course like I've no I've had those those moments um but they're few and far in between um like most of those moments have been because like death for okay. real you know what I mean like that was another part of like loss that I had now that was the best part that was one of the best parts of my first therapist like I did go to him originally for relationship advice or relationship like strategy or, you know, things like that. But really unpacking loss, like because I lost I, I, had, I had dealt with a lot of death um, from 2016 to like 2019. I said to myself, I said, even like during the pandemic, I didn't lose anybody close to me. This was the first 2020 was the first year I didn't lose anybody close to me. And so, like, I lost, like, 2016, first one, my grandmother died July on 4th of July. Um, 
what was it? And that was like, I want to say it's like three days before my grandfather's birthday. Um, then my uncle died. Like one of my really close friends died. Um, my one of, uh, one of, one of my mentors who like introduced me to, uh, doing, uh, video editing, he died. Um, it, it like I said, it was, a, it, it, it just felt like a year of death, like for people close to me. And I just, I'd never, I'd never unpacked that sort of stuff. So I would, I would cry in those moments, like, um, but not so much, not so much when something was like, I would normally just kind of roll it off or I would just kind of chuck it and I would just like tuck it to the back of my mind. Yeah. But it would, it would, it would come in some, some other way. You know, I would probably use like isolation as a method of protecting myself in that regard or kind of falling off of, you know, from the communication wagon with folks or things like that, or I just don't say anything because, you know, and it's not about like, you know, it may have been like, oh, how stereotypical men may approach this. But I mean, I saw like, we all, like we all see, I saw it firsthand. My stepdad was like that. Like, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know when he was affected. I just, I didn't know, no, excuse me. I don't know what was affecting him. I just know when it was, cause he just drank, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I um, I'm horrible at, uh, uh isolation and mm-hmm. um in the past you know i would i would drink you know what i'm saying um and uh but isolation is probably the worst the worst that i probably do if i have stuff going on i still do it i try not to as much but yeah. i might not talk to my friends as much i might you know kind of be in my thoughts a little bit more and i think sometimes i worry about especially if I feel like I'm like, I'm pretty self-aware now, more self-aware than I was in the past. I feel like if I'm in a negative place, sometimes I don't really want to have my shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like always share my shit with people because I don't want to be that friend that like always unload my stuff on people. And then, you know, they, they they might got their own shit going on. Like I try to kind of be like, um, there's been times I've called Chris or something like that just to talk, but I'll ask him like, are you, can you take this on today? Like, yeah. I kind of have started to try to be more like that, like where, um, like ask, are, yeah. do you, or do you have this for me today to do this? Because it's heavy, you know, like I'm, I'm the one that people call a lot. And sometimes I have to be like, yo, like, I don't have this to give mm-hmm. to you. Cause sometimes you just don't as, yeah. as people, you know what I'm saying? But the reality is, is that, um, when people really are your friends, mm-hmm. they're going to be there for you. And, I, and exactly. you shouldn't isolate yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I have to kind of like, um, you know, remind myself, uh, you know, of that. But um, I love this, Jamar. I, I, I got really a question do. to ask you, Mika. What's that? It's what my therapist asked me about this. Because I, uh, I shared that with, I shared that with her too. Like she, she had asked me, what is it about, you that why do you isolate why do you not talk to your friends and I said my response to her was I don't want to be a burden to people and so she asked me can you think of what's an earlier moment where you feel like a burden and so I shared it with her and I I shared it with her and it had something to do with my mom and it was had something to do with my mom and my sister so and I'm the oldest and but spirit I'll say this like physically I'm the oldest in the row of kids, I'm the middle because okay. I had an older brother who died. So um, 
And I, I tell my mom, I'm like, I'm, I said, even though I'm the oldest physically, like I said, I'm the quietest of, of your three. Cause like, I know my mom and you know, my brother kind of rings in my mom's head, especially it's April. So my brother's birthday is April 21st. So, you know, my brother would have been 40. Um, but I told her, I was like, I know, I said, I'm the quietest and I know that bothers you, but back to it. I mentioned this. I was like, no, this is why I'm, this is, this is one of my first early instances of being a burden. And so ever since then I've taken that on. So I think just to think, I mean, it's good that you're asked. What's great is that you're asking, you're, you're kind of resurfacing and coming to those people that you know, you can connect with and then asking them, is, is it okay? Can they take this on? Um, Because once I started letting go, once I let go of that, what, what that first feeling of being a burden it really got easy for me to be able to communicate to people what I'm feeling, like, like my friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And not only that, it was just an opportunity to really see who can and also understand if you can't, but, but showing the appreciation that they did, which is something that <clears throat> I always felt I wasn't that great at. It's showing, it's like sharing my appreciation for that. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, Jamar, um, part of my healing journey was me working on Mm self-love. And I think it was, uh, I didn't want to be a burden, but I also felt unworthy. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, I I felt like, I felt like I could control myself. So like I can give and, you know, I felt like I needed to give because I always was in this role of giving Mm -hmm. Um, until I went to therapy and I broke that down. Like, why did I feel the need to save people? Mm-hmm. even though like I wasn't, but yet I didn't allow them to even pour back into me. So like, I wasn't getting, it, it was not serving me at all, you know? Um, but my father was an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? And it took for my therapist to be like, you need to read. Um, my homework for the day was to go and read adults, um, adult children from alcoholic parents. Mm. And, uh, Every, when I read that shit, it was just mind blowing because every almost every tick on there, for the most part, was myself in relationships. It was, you know, a captain save them. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, most times you're in some kind of abusive relationship or you're toxic in some kind of way. But for the most part was that you were always trying to save people or just overextending yourself and all of that, because, you know, I kind of you know, kind of the role of that with my father, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we grew up, it's hard to explain, but we grew up very difficult, you know, mm-hmm. where it was hard for me to, I had to learn to see the gray in a lot of things because everything with my life seemed to be really black and white. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't grow up in a household where you were asked how you were feeling. Mm-hmm. You were asked how you were doing. Um, you know, you just weren't asked anything really. And so a lot of times with my life, like I had to make things happen for myself, strictly from myself, you know, and find that strength somewhere to do that. But it was really hard because sometimes you will want to have somebody to just be like, yo, can I like, like, let me help you. And then after a while of being independent, you know, taking care of my sister when my mom's at work and everything else, like after a while, you kind of get this shell around yourself where it's like, fuck you. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I rode into my twenties like that with like this, this air of me, like, I don't, I don't, I don't need nobody for shit. You know what I'm saying? And so 
Um, but the reality was it's also a sense of unworthiness because um, I don't think I ever allowed myself to really receive love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that came from my childhood of where I felt like I was just unworthy of that. So you, I had people be like, oh, you know, I love, 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 love. But and I felt like I might have felt that way. But I don't know if I ever really allowed myself to really be like, OK, like I'm going to sink into this love. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why I was all over the place with dating and all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think I had low, um, low self-worth, low self-love. Um, and that's, that was part of my healing journey that I had to work on, um, mm. which is unpacking my childhood, um, you know, cause my childhood was horrible, you know? So. I, yeah, I, I, I share, I share that, that sentiment a little bit too. <clears throat> you know, mom, I, I, I consider myself very blessed um, to have the, the mother that I have, like my mom, um, is really, uh, she's like very transformative, which is something, you know, you know, they're the, the typical parent, they're going to grow. And then there's going to be a moment where they're going to stop. Right. And so like my mom has not, like we're doing, we're all like me, me, my mom, my sister and I unknowingly are all doing therapy at the same time. That's great though. And like, I, I knew my mom was doing therapy because my mom was doing therapy. She started doing therapy after my stepdad died. Uh, then my sister kind of was doing therapy in and out a little bit, but now my sister's back in therapy. So now, like I said, we're all doing therapy at the same time. I think my mom started doing therapy. No, I think I did first, but I mean, neither here nor there like we're and we're the beauty of it is is like we're having these conversations like we're having you know it's like almost having these conversations after our sessions sometimes and you know one of the things that you know uh, i i you know i connect with you on is this the 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 childhood part because now you know i was like i is recent i want to say last weekend yeah it's last weekend me and my mom had a really good conversation around this was like you know she was saying she was saying her weird, her fear is that she was worried that the decisions that that she had made um, in relationships, she just hopes that it never, it, you know, it, it doesn't. She was just hoping that it just didn't impact my sister and I. And so, like, I kind of reeled her in a little bit. Hopefully, I did. Where I had, um, I shared with her, I was like, "Mom, I was like, you remember how like, because my mom, one of the things my mom never, whooped, my mom never whooped me in the form of discipline. Like, she she took things from me." You know what I mean? Things that I, if I, if I did something wrong, there were things that she took from me that I liked. And so basically that ran into me as like, all right, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this again because I don't want to lose this. Like, I don't want to lose my video game privilege. You know what I mean? I don't want to lose going outside or whatever that is. So I was like, mom, you know how you, you know, you, you know how you use that. You never really whooped me in a form of discipline to, because uh, you knew I would get it. I said, it's the same here. I said, just know I said, I, I, I had to learn, I had to give myself my own little flowers of knowing, of, of acknowledging I'm remorseful. You know what I mean? And things, things that I do to people, like I have, you know, we as individuals and we as humans sometimes have a very subjective way of viewing ourselves. And when somebody gives us an objective view and it's not the view that we think we have, um, we can either shut down or we can address it and we can improve. Yeah. And that right there for me kind of led with remorse. But I told her, I was like, I'm going to get it, mom. Like, trust me. Trust me. I said, it's ingrained in me to, to, to seek 
the truth rather than seeking being right anymore. Because I used to do that too. <laughs> but, but you know, you know, I think what helps and why I think you're getting so much progress though, it helps that all of y'all are in therapy. Because oh, yeah, it yeah. is the most difficult shit in the world to talk to somebody that has not had an ounce of anything. Because like, I wish I could sit down and really actually have like some breakthrough conversations with my mom. But it's like, I mean... The one thing I will say, because she's probably going to hear this, so I don't want her to be like, Lord, that I can appreciate, though, mm-hmm. even though it's hard because I think she blamed herself, might have guilt, and she just hasn't processed the shit to un- yeah. like to understand, like, I just want to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she's not there yet in her journey. Yeah. Um, she didn't even start her journey. But I will say that she did apologize. Yeah. And that to me meant more than anything to just like to you know as an adult like my mom just be like i'm sorry like i know you know y'all yeah y'all experience was fucked up you know what i'm saying and that that to me makes it to where i'm able to um navigate and just try to have a you know a good relationship with my mom you know what i'm saying like more than i did in the past you know Mm -hmm. like you know as a kid um I think we kind of see each other more at this point um, as far as like just the same wavelength, even though yeah. like I would love to have more conversations of just like what what was going on? Like, what what were you thinking? You know, like and before my dad died, I was building myself up to have that conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was. Uh, oh, uh, a complicated dude, but he was the most loving an amazing father but he just has so many struggles you know what i'm saying and so i never forget like before he passed um you know i would take him up to the va and we'll go to the, we'll go to the doctor whatever and i'm just sitting in the lobby so the year that he passed i actually told um the girl i was dating at the time i was like i i, I think my dad is probably not gonna make it like he's probably not going to be here when I turned 30. Like my dad died when I was 27. I was like, I, I really think it's getting to that point. I could just, I could feel it, you know? And he was, his conversation was different. He was like trying to say shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he took me to the doctor with him. And this time he was like, I want you to come back with me today. I'm like, okay. You know? So like, he wanted me to come back in the doctor, in the, in the examination room with him. Mm-hmm. So we go back there and we literally went over, every drug my dad has ever done like everything this dude is like ever done we're i mean i'm hearing all of this shit he's just looking at me and i'm looking at him and i'm like what the fuck is going on here but i think that was his way of trying to just be like of just humanizing himself like trying to get me to understand like he's just a man that has struggles you know what i'm saying like but i appreciate it though and like i was building myself up to ask him some more questions in regards to like things he did to my mom or stuff like that but then he passed away but um but I appreciated that too you know Mm -hmm. like just I think that was his way of trying to like say some shit but I think he didn't have the words to say it you know what I'm saying yeah so I definitely think it helps when your parent is still there and going through their journey to where like they are able to receive your questions or your feedback and not automatically take offense and all that stuff or just carry around his guilt because me I personally think like all of us are human and all of us need uh, grace. And so yeah. I give my parents grace on a lot of things because, you know, they were young and they had kids and, you know, I think life, you know, yeah. and I think we all deserve grace, you know, well, and it's kind of like one of my words of the year. So, all right. So let's uh, got two more questions here. Mm-hmm. So 
I know you kind of went in, you've been dealing down for a few years with therapy and kind of like trying to figure out your way in it. Um, what advice do you think that you would give for people thinking about going into therapy and from you? I, uh, my first thing, if you go, if you go half-ass it, don't do it. Right. You know, if you're looking to go, if, if you're looking to, if you're looking for an, uh, a biased view, first of all, you're not going to get it there. Um, you know, there, and then, and depending on what type of therapist that you have, like they're, that person's really going to be kind of like investigative on, you know, your, your, your thoughts, your decision-making. And then they're, they're also going to give you, you know, some outlooks and, you know, their, their best practices and things like, I mean, their best practice outlooks and things like that. Receive that, please do. Because if you don't, you're just, you're, you're, if you're not doing anything with that, you're just wasting your time. And I'm not saying, try, I really don't want to be harsh about that, but I, 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 I take any conversation that I have with people seriously. And especially when you're having a conversation about things related to your life. And I mean, you're going into that. Like, I, I look at it like this, like therapy for me was like, I, I, when I pray, when I do my prayer uh, in the morning and at night, I thank the Lord for the vessels that he provides to help me, to help me give me perspective. So I, I really, really think that if you're, if you're really looking to do therapy the right way, just come in there with an open mind and be receptive of the truth. Yes. That's good advice. That's advice I give it to. Um, or because if you don't go in there open and ready, you're just wasting your fucking time. Mm -hmm. You're just wasting your money and yeah. you're wasting let your the, time. And let, the, and let them damn emotions flow. I'm telling them, you. If, you. if you got them, if you have them, because you know, there are men and women who do not just like, all right, I'm, you know, the way that I, the way my emotions are set up, I may not cry about it. But if you're, if you're seeking that, if, if, if you're angry, get that there, do that there. Yeah. So I think we all got, I think we all need to cry Jamar. Like I'm telling you, I used to be a person like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not big on it. No, I think, you know, you know why I think that I wasn't emotional and I didn't cry is because I wasn't allowed to feel my feels as a kid. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you, like I, that's why I never wanted to raise the child like that. Like yeah. I always told him like, listen, it's a way that you can say your feelings, you know what I'm saying? Respectfully. Like, but mm -hmm. I definitely want you to have a voice because, um, you know, when people take away kids' voices, you know, yeah. it fucks them up, you know? Like, yeah. so we weren't allowed to feel, talk, you know? If you fucking said anything, you know, you probably can get the shit beat out of you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so, like, it make you where you can't, you think you can't cry or whatever, but, like, I mean, I'm a living testament to that, like, I mean, but now, I'm like, I let that shit flow, because I'm like, you hold that shit in, you hold your emotions That's in, like you're going to be walking around a, a fucking cr crazy angry person and then you're gonna let it build up and my thing used to be just explosiveness like i like yeah. i wouldn't say shit yeah and then it will reach this peak yep and now yeah. i'm i'm letting it loose you know and and you that's know, the, it, you know that's the yeah that's the thing too like and i i kind of like for me I, it's not like i was there was some elements where i like i wasn't told not to cry um i, I you know it was that well you're a boy like you're a man or you're a boy so right. like boys don't, you know, that whole thing, boys don't cry type of shit. But, yeah. uh, and I just kind of like correlated it to like football. So it was like, 
depending on the pain tolerance, I would cry. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like if if my first instinct wasn't to cry, it was just to say ouch, and I just kind of like shrug it off. Then that's what that's how I did it. Um, so and I still do that way. But you know, but I do. I will say that if, if it's emotionally damning, then then I'll go ahead. I, you know, I slowly let it learn to let it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you got to though. You got to. Yeah. yeah. You got to, and I think that's been the best thing that I could have done. I, now I cry. <laughs> I cry and I, and, and I'm not afraid for people to see me, you know, cry and, and, and get it out. And, um, and healing takes time. And that's the best advice that I give. And I tell you that yeah. like healing, it's not a, it's not an overnight thing. It's, it's a long-term thing. It, it takes time, but you're doing, you're doing the good mm-hmm. work. And so let's finish with here. Like the other day, me, you and Chris, we talked about, um, why don't we give ourselves flowers? So, um, and when was the last time have you done this? Let's finish there. Oh, um, uh, the first I'll go to the history of why, um, I was trying to think about, like, I had this, I asked, because I brought this conversation with my therapist, like, after we had recorded, and I hate to say, I know it was a lost episode, because the audio, the audio was terrible, so, like, our real, like, our answers for it from the pod didn't, didn't, I just couldn't upload it to, to the, the latest episode, but I asked my question to, this, I asked this question to my therapist about, because that was my assignment, like, I have to give myself flowers, and I was like, it's very difficult for me to do so. I had always, I, but I, I had always looked, chucked it up to like, for instance, somebody told me I was smart. That was them telling me that. So I didn't need to say anything to myself about that. You know what I mean? And I got so locked into people identifying me that I didn't need to identify myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it grew to be a bit more difficult because I was like, how do you make sure it was a di- difficult part was like, how do I make sure I feel confidence in myself, but don't portray arrogance because then arrogance, when people, people want to humble the arrogant. Yeah. You know? Um, so I just didn't say anything <laughs> or I just kept to my, I just, if, if I did, I just kind of kept to myself, but you know, now I will go ahead and, and, um, and give myself some flowers. So I think most recent thing is the most recent time. I'll be honest here. Like my rim is tongue kissing the concrete right now because I ran over something. So my tire is flat. But I'm looking at it. I like I gave myself my, my own little individual flowers. Like yo, Jamar, you blessed because why? You have people. You have faith. This this will get done. It's not the end of the world. You know, I took that. I I I've been using that quote a lot from a past relationship the most recent past relationship that i had is that it's not the end of the world it's all right it's gonna get done and as long as you feel comfortable in saying like i find comfort i who knew i just needed to find comfort and just reminding myself that it's it's going to be okay and it's not the end of the world it may be it may feel minor to some but to me it means a lot that it's it's okay yeah you know, so those are some moments. Those are that, that's a moment. I'm I'm still in the process of writing my own flowers because I have to get this to my therapist. It's the, you know, of course, the, there's no date to when this is due. But when I she said when I feel complete, 
then I can read it to her. And I'll, that's a note that I'll keep for myself as a reminder, along with the other notes that I've been making. So that's, I'll say that, you know, just recently, that's the last time, you know, this morning, I, I try to give myself flowers every morning. I try yeah. my best to, in the form of, you know, saying myself, telling myself that I, I'm, I'm caring, I'm a loving person, uh, and I love people. I love the people around me, you know, and I, as a, as a man, it's not, it's not, it ain't nothing wrong with saying you love the people around you. I used to, I used to kind of get a little tense up when I would hear that word, when somebody would tell that to me, like, Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. But I think it goes back to, uh, worthiness. Yeah. You know? And so for me, I think, uh, like you, I mean, you know, I, I do my mantras on here and I talk about affirmations and all of that. And it's something that I really do believe in. Um, uh, I talked about it a little bit on here. I think, uh, I, I haven't recorded in a while, but I think I did, but I, when I was preparing for my interviews for admittance in school, like how I had just this crazy self-doubt that came over me, it was like, mm-hmm. it was weird because, um, is this is actually something I'm really confident in. Like, it's actually something that's a passion of mine and it has been a passion of mine for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually really sure on this and it, it swept over me. Um, so when you asked about, uh, um, when you asked about like our flowers and everything, like that's something that I had to start doing more often. But I think before I wasn't giving myself flowers because sometimes you don't realize all the shit that you do, the, the amazing shit that we do. And so um, I think that for me, uh, I had to stop and be like, girl, you're the shit, you know, like you got, mm-hmm. you know, you have a good life. You're able to do all these things and you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it goes back to just that worthiness of like, always, I felt like I was just in this rat race of life. Like I, I'm, I'm 37. I haven't done this. I need to do this. I need to, I should be do, doing this over here when yeah. in actuality I've done a lot and yeah. I've accomplished a lot. And I think sometimes we have to slow down and really acknowledge the shit that we are doing instead yeah. of the things that we feel like we might not have done yet and, and get out of comparing yourself to others and just remember that your journey looks a certain way and everybody else's journey looks a certain way. And so you don't have to compare yourself to other people because you know their life journey um is something different from yours so um so yeah i say, so this- I, I say this part before we close add to that like i i, I had always said like my, my my former job it was never like we work with the community and i said i was like it was never about the people i knew i've always felt like what we were doing was impacting the people so when i had to let them know that i was leaving um, and it's like, it, it's like a group of like almost 600 people in this program. And I had to let this, let the, let the body, let the representatives know. So then they can let their team, let their, let their, let their, let their folks know. I began to re- receive like an outpouring of appreciation. And I had never real like me receiving appreciation in this moment, in this moment where I'm at right now is much different than me receiving appreciation last year. Cause I would have probably said like something like, oh, I'm receiving this. I know what I'm doing. I know, I know this, but I'm receiving this like with like an open heart. You know what I'm saying? And there was something beautiful about that. There's something wonderful about that. It, it, it was great. To, it felt great to know that people had seen the work that I was doing and saw is is impactful yeah you know 
But when you start walking a certain way, Jamar, it's it radiates. It's gonna bring in people that's part of your alignment. You know, they're gonna align to you. So it radiates off of you, truly. It does. So yeah. Oh no. I know you said that uh you know there's there's a question that you had on here too, and you kind of touched on it just a bit, where you said uh you had asked in the notes, do you think timing is huge? And I think uh, I had to learn, like it is, like it is, it's, it's a, a huge factor in who you receive, who receives you and how you receive in terms of how your walks, you know, what, in all walks of life. Cause I, I'll be honest with this in saying that this journey, how I've been going and what I've been doing as much as I've gotten all of these pieces around me, it really feels, there's a part of it that feels like I'm, there's like a, a piece missing and it feels lonely sometimes. Um, even with the support, you know, from, with everyone. And I, um, And I try not to get myself into a situation of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a phrase. I can't remember the phrase, but not, I, well, I try not to get down on myself about how, about feeling late to the party in this regard. So, um, you know, I, there's a part of me that, there's a part of me that wishes the entire audience who I would like to be there is with me walking through this because I want every, I want those that are close to me who, who were close to me in, I'll say who, who were all who were close to me last year were the recipients yeah. of this. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. that Jamar, that's something that that's I, a, that I should fight. Yeah, that's something I struggle with all the time. I'm I'm working through. um, I talked about this on my shame episode because a lot because that's what it is, you know. Especially when you hurt people, you know, and you have the shame behind the fact that you know you it wasn't something that intentionally you did, but you weren't in a place where you were able to receive what they were putting out. You know, this is what it is. Just what it is, you know. And I think that time and it's important because when I think about just the truth, what I said earlier, like when I think about your journey at the beginning of last year and your journey at the end, two completely different things, you know what I'm saying? You were not talking about the same shit you're talking about now. You really weren't, you know, in your fields as much like as far as like really allowing yourself to just be open to the process. And I'm saying you were going through it, but like you took breaks, you kind of, you weren't fully invested in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just, timing matters you know what i'm saying and so i think it's unfortunate when people get hurt and that's something that i that i've struggled with because i'm like damn like i wish you know people um in my earlier years would have gotten this mika like this yeah. mika is awesome yeah. like i wish this mika was traveling life at 2021 you know because yeah. i probably would have been doing completely different shit with my life and com- like completely on a whole different wavelength but it's just life yeah. that's just yeah. life because yeah. would I've been able to receive it? Was I there mentally? Was I there emotionally mm-hmm. to even be able to handle the shit? No, yeah. I wasn't. And I had to grow up. Yeah. And you know what, too? Like, there's a, there's a, the one thing that I've been really 
I've been really intentional with like, well, not intentional because now it's actually starting to feel like it's part of me now. Um, like I had to curve, I had to, re, I, I really had to remove that piece around anger because, um, you know, uh, what I, what was shared with me was that, you know, you can, anger is, anger is a choice. And I had to really think about that. Like once I, like, like I said, once I started accepting the truth rather than like focus on being right, it is a choice. Like I, cause you know what you can do? Like I, I was like, I had to find in my response of things that would normally make me angry. I had to find something that would make me happy about it. I mean, hate make me happy. And I was like, I like laughing. So I'm just going to laugh about things. Like, and it's not like laughing. It's more like laughing. Like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Like, huh, you know, I'll snicker about it or something like that versus being angry. And uh, that's something I've been putting in for the last like month and a half, two months now, where it's almost felt instinctive. It's beginning to, well, I'll say it's beginning to feel instinctive. Um, like even with like road rage, like road rage is, is like almost, I feel, I'm feeling comfortable enough to say that road rage is like a thing of the past. Like, I'm like, man, I'm just on the road. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to be very much aware of my surroundings. I said, but. I can't control. That's the thing. I can't control other people, how they drive yeah. and things like that. So, and then the other part, part of the other part about this is it's like, man, like you, you getting all, you're getting all angry. People can't hear you. Like you can't, right. you, it doesn't matter. Like just whatever, chalk it up. Listen, I, I'm, I'm still working on anger piece. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a lot better, but I don't know. You you poke me enough times, child. You you might get cussed the fuck out. It, it might yeah. still happen, but um, but no, but yeah. Um, is it anywhere near where it was? No. And I yeah. think it's important to just kind of acknowledge it. And it just takes time. All of the yeah. stuff, you know, takes time and just remembering like what I try to do when I feel myself getting upset. I try to use my tools. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I've been doing a lot of shedding, you yeah. know, where um if people in my life that, you know are negative or kind of just just we just not in the same places in life like I've had to remove people and it sucks you know when you have to do that but sometimes you gotta do that shit for you you know especially if like they taking you out of character or it's pushing some buttons that you kind of like I don't want to get to a point that now you know we are at each other's throats you know like I don't think that's really conducive to what I got going on so I've had to make a lot of choice of just shedding you know so getting, how, rid of, getting rid of people how, how has that gone in terms of like communicating that? Oh yeah. I, the, the thing is that I do, mm -hmm. I give everybody a fair chance. Like okay. I literally, I offline, I'm gonna share something with you offline. I'm not gonna say it on here. Mm -hmm. I literally had this conversation with somebody and I literally told them exactly what was bothering me, exactly what, you know, like just what I needed from them to, to be comfortable in, in this, you know, friendship, relationship, whatever. Mm -hmm. And what I was met with was gaslighting, mm. you know, instead of like, if you told me something, if you said, Mika, you know, when you, when you do this, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like it. You know, it makes me uncomfortable. I would never gaslight you and be like, that ain't the case. No, I would be like, well, I'm sorry. You know, like mm -hmm. what I, I didn't realize I'm doing it to you, but please explain more of what I'm doing to where I can make this better because I value. That's the part where I'm working on. My, that, that's, that's some new stuff that I'm working on myself. Like, yeah. But like, you have okay, to do it oh, if you bad. value that yeah. person. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry. Like when I meet people and they, they cannot do that. 
Like in this instance, I lost that friendship because they gaslighted me. And to me, like, that's abusive when you do that. When you try to turn shit around and make people think that like, they just being crazy yeah. and I'm not yelling and fussing nothing. I'm literally coming to you saying like, hey, you making me a little uncomfortable here. You know, yeah. this this bothers me here. And then you try to flip that shit and be like, that I'm fucking crazy? Oh, well, yeah. and, and, and what I literally did, I didn't argue. I did nothing. But I just ended the relationship. That was it. Cool. I mean, it was literally that simple because I'm not, we too old, right? And I get people don't have tools. Like you said, that's the area you're working on. Like you might not have the tools, but you got to get to a point that if you value something and somebody is telling you, um, I went through that with my relationship with Les and we've been together for a long time, but at the beginning, oh my God, you can tell me shit about Mika, you know, cause I was never wrong. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, I'm sure I gaslit her a lot. Like saying like, you know, well, what about what you do? But it's not about what the fuck she did. Mm-hmm. It's about what she's telling me that I did. And I have yeah. to, and I have to value that and correct that shit instead mm-hmm. of saying, well, you know, when you do this, I feel the same. that's not right. So that's honestly how I navigate Like I give people a chance to correct it because mm-hmm. I've had relationships with people where they didn't, they didn't give me an opportunity to correct it. They didn't even tell me what was even wrong. You know, our relationship just ended and I still to this day don't even know why. And I never wanted to be that to somebody else like I'm going to tell you exactly what I feel and then we're going to go from there with what you do with it but I don't really have space where I am in life for um abusive toxic friendships or relationships I just don't want them honestly and so I just keep my circle really small and Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the people that I enjoy and I think everybody's on the same wavelength you know like as far as just openness you know and so i i'm i that's what i'm telling you like when i say i feel really good about just life and where i'm at with it i feel really good about it you know and it's and it's a very simplistic life um but i enjoy it true you know and you know what what you were talking about there's something this 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 gentleman named uh sahil bloom had mentioned it's what you were explaining you said what you said uh could nobody tell tell me tell shit about miku it's called like part of that's called like the it's with the it's called the entrenchment effect and so like he describes it it's humans have he's like humans have a damning tendency to use evidence in direct conflict with their position to further strengthen their belief in that position we dig in our heels and form a greater attachment to the idea we value being right over getting to the truth mm-hmm. you know but that's how it was. And the thing is, though, but you're not going to have good, healthy relationships that way. You're yeah. just not because you can't yeah. be right. And, and the thing is, though, even what you've been right, um, two things can cost? exist at one time, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So what does it truths, cost? Two things, yeah, two truths, yeah, can, two truths so can, like... can be there. And and what I learned the most, um, God, we can talk forever about this, but what I learned the most about therapy is that um, I might have my experience but you have your experience. Mm-hmm. So just like I have experience with my friendship with Jamar, Jamar has experience with his friendship with me. And if I ever do something that alters your experience, I can't tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. If you, if you tell me I hurt you. Yeah. But, and it sounds simple, you know, and I know that's a part of your dream that you're working on, but it's not simple for some people to understand that concept. It is it's yeah. really not like they, they oh, no, no. In the moment, yeah, in a right moment, it didn't. It, it was not. It was not. It was not. It 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 was not easy. I wasn't receptive 
to it at all when it came to that. And then, like I said, really thinking this through, uh, hell, like, you know, the first month of January thinking that, I mean, cause I've been through that. Yeah. Um, I began to like, I, I, I'll say January when I was kind of beginning to take a lot, I took a lot of information in, in January and then in, in February is like, like I said, it was really was going through that remorseful period and mm-hmm. feeling so, you know, to be frank about it, feeling so fucking bad. Like, feel, I mean, I, honestly, really, really sick, sinking in, feeling really depressed because of how I carried myself. And it really had me thinking, I'm like, was I doing this to everybody? It's like, I, in a joking way, I'll say this. Like, it's like that. You ever seen this? Ep- you ever, you, you've watched Family Guy, right? Kind of. Not really. Okay. So there's an episode where basically like this guy is, you know, P- Peter went to jail and there was this guy basically he's known for like stabbing people. So Peter gets let out before <laughs> he can get stabbed. Right. Yeah. So the guy, the guy is like, he holds the knife. He, he's going to Peter's cell. Peter's not there. So he's holding the knife and he stabs himself. And he's like, oh, my God, this is what I was doing to people. And he just tossed the knife away and just just left. I was like, well, you might be bleeding internally, brother. But that's another story. But but really, like I, I like I, I went through like, the like I said, the first two weeks of February, I felt I felt like shit. Like I felt terrible. Um, and I still do. Um, it it feels different now. Like I don't really. I'm not too I'm not down on myself about it now. But I still feel it because the person that I did, the, the, it, you know, it, of course, you, like you said, it, I mean, like I asked, I was like, am I doing this to everybody? And I was like, nah, I was probably just more than just doing it with this one person. Like everything is not connected to this. It's yeah. just this one person. And this one person I care for very, 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 very much. Like I love this person. Still do love this person. And, and the fact that I really was so... And it, I mean, I get it. Like, part of that is that I, this part was connected. It was like, I was so inundated with like where I was with life. Like you had asked, like not necessarily keeping up with the Joneses, but like so inundated with life. And I was just feeling like, like looking at my job and my outlook, I was like, yo, like I had began to ask myself, I was like, dude, is this what I want to do? Like, is this, is this it for me? And I was like, because mm-hmm. if it is, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you're at a life pivot, but I think that you hit your, I just think that you've hit your maturation process. And this is when you start really thinking about who do I want to be when I grow up? Truly. Like when yeah. you actually start, it start clicking. And what I want to leave you with, what I, what, when I went through that whole thing with relationships, Jamar, this is what I tell myself to kind of guide me when, to get me off of my rah-rah shit. You either want to be right or you want to be in love. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sitting here fighting over the fact that I think I'm right. Okay. It's Amy. Yeah. I mean, and you maybe, look like you're fighting against you, like you're fighting your enemy at that yeah. point. Yeah. And, and like, like, maybe you are right, but they might be right too, because they might have, a, I mean, they might have a different outlook or experience. And so yeah. that's what I had to just tell myself, like, either you want to be right or you want to be in love. And so mm-hmm. what, what do you want to be? Because two of they, they can't always coexist. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to just seek to understand the other person's exactly. point, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think when you get to this point and a lot of your people that's in your life, like, I think you, you're surrounded by genuinely good people. You might not necessarily have to shed like that, but it might be some people that 
you might have to, or you oh, might oh, see oh, that. Oh, oh, look, I keep I keep my biological father at a distance on purpose, and I'm gonna be honest yeah. about that. Like, yeah, I yeah. keep him at a distance because, like, for instance, I mean, he forgot my birthday again, <laughs> and but that's 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 the nature of drug abuse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, lapse in memory and things like that. So I just like you said, grace. Yeah. I'm like I'm giving grace. I know there's some deeper meaning to that. We haven't gotten to that point yet to, to like, um, I've been able to, like, he's, he's given me, he's given me the plane. I mean, he's given me the lane to ask these questions now. And I've, well, I've, I've been wondering that I've been, I've been giving myself the lane to ask these questions and he's let the door open to answer them as best as he can. So um, but that, that's a question I, I, I'm, I'm looking to ask next when we talk again is that I'm like, so what got you into drug use? Because me and my stepdad, before my stepdad passed, you know, getting to yours, my stepdad, he told me what his, his, um, what attributed to his alcoholism was the fact that he just never got over the fact that his parents divorced. And he was that's like deep. 10. My stepdad was 10 when his, something like that. I think he was like 10 when my parents, when his parents divorced and he died at 59. Yeah. So trauma, you know? Yeah, exactly. Unresolved and trauma. he just never, he, but he never, and he never, I don't know. I don't know if he ever told my mom this, but he communicated that with me. And you know what that helped me do, Mika? That helped me, uh, that helped me. Like I gave my, I, I've long, I give my mom grace because my mom communicates with me. That was the first time he had communicated with me. And that set with me and that helped me put in so much understanding for everything else. And so that with that came grace. Now, did it hurt like fuck to say that for him to die the next month? Yes. Right. It hurt like shit. But I'm thankful that he said it. We, we, were, we were just having we were having lunch one day. And he shared it with me. Like he 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 initiated it. He he was like, "Hey, I want to take you to lunch," and we, we were talking, and we you know we were talking for like two hours. So, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's, I uh, like I you know, it's said deep. At the top. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, deep. it's deep. It's 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 very. It you know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy when you're finding out that the learned behaviors, when you find out the learned behaviors, one, are not acceptable. Two, um, if you're looking to warp them, change them, it's not easy. Like, it's going to be a fight. But that's what you, if you, if you really, truly signed up for this fight, you got you to do it out. The more, you know, the more, the more you, the more you do it, the less of a fight it's going to be. Yeah. It will become routine. Yeah. You know, your way of thinking and living, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, and it's, it's work, man. Like I've been on this journey for six years now, five, six years. And I still learn stuff by myself. I still, you know, have moments of where I have self doubt and worry, and I still have to cry sometimes and pray and, you know, really be in my feels, but you know, I enjoy it though. I had a moment of doubt. I, my first moment of doubt about leaving my job since I put my resignation, it was last Sunday and I went on a six mile walk. My feet were hurting like shit. 
but I needed so what that did walk. You, what, did, what did you do during the walk? Um, one, I mean, of course, I was listening to music. Um, but, I mean, at, funny enough, I, I had really removed that doubt in like 20 minutes, 20 minutes into the walk. But um, I really said to myself, I was like, like, I, re, I reaffirmed, my, I mean, I, I affirmed myself, I mean, I reaffirmed myself, excuse me. It was like, you know, I was wondering, I'm like, is, is this, is this a shortcut? You know, but then I had like, that was the first question I asked because it was came, it came from my sermon at church. I was like, is this a shortcut? Like, is me leaving this? Am I running away from something? Like, what am I running away from? And I was like, this is, no, this is not what you're looking for. This connected tomorrow. This is, don't doubt the process. Purpose is uncomfortable tomorrow. Like that's, that's how this, that, that's really what this is. You know, but like I said, I, I reminded myself, like, tw- I mean, I figured that out. I bottled all that up, figured that out in like 20 minutes. And I just kept walking. You know, I just, I, one, I just felt like walking. It was a beautiful day outside. I wanted to take in the day because I had, I had noticed I had been inside for a few days. And, you know, I probably felt some things that was like, gosh, you know, here I am inside. I was like, you know what? I, I made it my intent to go outside yep. and enjoy the day. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk. I said, I got time. I got time. And if I don't, so what? I'm going to make time. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was part of, I mean, that was it. Like I reaffirmed myself. Yeah. Well, this has been good, Jamar. I think that um, you're doing good work and just, you know, keep up the work. You know, I support you and it's not always rosy. And that's why I wanted you to come on because I tell people that. And I think people don't always understand like it, it sometimes therapy sucks. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I leave and I feel like shit, you know, or I'm really um, in my head and all that. And, um, and you know, it's, it's not easy, but, you know, I commend you for really starting your journey and really healing and, you know, trying to work on some things that you know that you need to work on for yourself. Yeah. Um, and so just continue to, you know, do the work. Um, so now I'm gonna give you a chance to pub your stuff, give your social medias. Okay. Uh, well, first off, the, the, the main one that started all this kind of audio collecting in terms of like communicate voice in our voice in our, our you know our discussions is third chamber podcast uh third chamber pod excuse me excuse me let me pull that up so first off while i'm waiting on that uh socials jmr dvs uh real name no gimmicks no vows that's what i say on the pod um and then of course ig third chamber pod twitter third chamber pc uh, please email the third chamber pod at gmail.com if uh, you know you ask any questions or things like that. Also, rate the show on the third chamber podcast. As Mika mentioned, you can rate on Spotify too. Um, I say I, I say on our our show anything above four four stars, I'm gonna be upset. So <laughs> I don't like that. That that messes up the average, you know. Or so if you don't have anything nice to say, as my grandmothers say, and other grandmothers don't say anything at all. But. <laughs> That 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 the that that's my those are mine. So uh, if you if you're into music, uh, I post I do post music on my story from time to time. I like to find find artists that I've never heard of. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a sample digger when it comes to that. Uh, so you know JMR DVS on my Instagram. I do some I do Instagram lives like I'm not lives. I do I just post you know simple something simple music. I I may get back into doing like a sample Sunday again and redoing my playlist. Some like favorite songs that 
and their original their original songs that were that were used. Yeah, you got a good good collection, and uh, we also on the thirteen pod we talk sports, music, shows. I mean, it's funny because I feel like you never know what we're going to talk about. You know, it could be a day that we talk all sports the whole entire time. It could be a day that we talk music and TV. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's good conversation. It's funny. So I'm yeah. um, definitely, uh, you know, check that out with uh, me, Jamar and Chris. And um, were you done pubbing Jamar? Yep. 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 Okay. And also, like I stated earlier, don't forget to um, rate and review. Uh, it's just my thoughts. You can find it streaming on most streaming platforms. Don't forget to follow the show uh instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast uh twitter is ijmt podcast you find me on there a lot um i respond to everything and also if you want to be a part of the book club please email me and just say you you know book club in the in the um subject and just that you want to be a part of your name and i'll add you to the list when i start sending stuff out and that's ijmt podcast at gmail.com Uh, Like always, I thank you so much for listening. Smika here, and I appreciate you.